This is Politics for the Soul. I'm Bill Hackett. And I'm Elaine Hurd. And Elaine, you're going to lead us off on a fascinating topic today. Propaganda. That's what we're going to talk about and the effect upon societies. And I want to go to the Ukraine war and what's going on in Russia and Ukraine and tie it into what goes on here in our society and possibly in our own personal lives. Have you ever thought about how this big, brash, gruesome, medieval conflict in Ukraine, which is breaking all of our hearts, is like a massive macrocosm of what's going on in our own lives? Have you ever thought about it that way, Bill? You know, I really haven't. And I think you have some good insights into that. I I think I I know where you might be going, but I'm, I'm fascinated to hear. Well, if, if you take a lot of things that go on in our own lives, uh, a simple thing like um, establishing a border and not expecting to cross it, of course, Ukraine has a border and Russia has crossed it. We take little things like that in our own lives. We have to set borders and we are offended when people cross it. Those are like little things. This is an entire nation coming in with artillery to erase the border of another country. And one of the ways they're doing this is keeping their society under control in Russia is with propaganda. And basically, Vladimir Putin has been engaging in the politics of grievance. Not like that isn't how our politics is running, because we all have this grievance going on. And so Putin is aggrieved over the fall of the Soviet empire. And he has this magical thinking that he can bring it back to what it once was. And so he has decided that Ukraine does not exist outside of being Russian, that there's no such thing as being a Ukrainian. You are only a a Russian. So he has been seeking to erase them as a society or terrorize them into submitting to being Russian. And he's doing this, as as we all know, it's so painful to watch with these atrocities. Um, They're deporting and putting Ukrainians in concentration camps whereby reports are they have to turn over their papers and their identities are erased. And how is he doing this? Well, he's doing it by convincing the Russian people through propaganda that this is the way it needs to be. So they say that 90% of the Russians get 90% of their information from state TV. So you have to look at this and say, How, just how are people falling for this? Well, that's why. So go to our own media and let's go specifically to Fox News, whereby there was a study done recently. Uh, It was the, um, the study was called the manifold effects of partisan media on viewers' beliefs and attitudes, a field experiment with Fox News viewers whereby a pair of political scientists did a study with control groups where Fox News viewers for one month had to watch CNN. And then they tested them on what they knew. And it was very clear in the study that Fox News viewers did not have the information that these people had after a month of watching CNN, which goes back to 
our own president screaming fake news anytime anybody disagreed with him. So this is kind of like a mind-bending idea that people go to what they want to believe. You don't have to turn on Fox News. In Russia, they don't have a choice. They have driven out every kind of independent media, and they only have Russian propaganda to watch. But in our nation and other westernized civilizations in most places around the world, you can choose to get other news sources. And so this is why we have 30 to 40 percent of our population who don't believe in climate change and don't believe that COVID is real or that vaccinations are necessary or even that Biden was legitimately elected president. Do you see a parallel? Well, I, I do see a parallel. And, you know, you, you continue that line of thought and, you know, a, a large percentage of people and it's a, it's largely that group also doesn't believe the Holocaust occurred. And you look at the propaganda right now that Putin is using in Russia uh, to say that basically we're cleansing Ukraine of Nazis, which is just ridiculous. But he has convinced his people through propaganda, through controlling the channels of communication, through controlling the press. There is no free press uh, in, in Russia. And so through all of this control and this drumbeat, and you think, you know, you have a president of Ukraine who is Jewish, you have a Jewish population there, and you're saying we're driving the Nazis out, we're driving neo-Nazis out, we're taking this action. But it, it, it is so true. There is a parallel. When you don't have when you focus on one source of news, so you have individuals in this country, and they're skewed very much in an older range. I mean, there, there, there were statistics that used to show that, you know, the average Fox viewer was, I think, well north of 65 or 70 years old. I'm not sure what the statistics are now, but they sit, they're scared in their little homes. And I don't know why they're scared. A lot of the individuals are actually doing quite well and have nothing to fear. And they sit there and they listen to this propaganda and they listen to this nonsense and they listen to this venom being spewed. And you have an individual like a Tucker Carlson, who's basically, in my mind and in my opinion, a puppet of Putin and supporting Putin, supporting Russia, supporting strongmen and dictators over all that we stand for as Americans, democracy. I mean, I was watching... Uh, uh, the PBS series on Benjamin Franklin and all of his accomplishments and all that he did. And, you know, interestingly, though, when you think back then, uh, this country was so divided, um, whether you supported the British or whether you supported um, those that wanted revolution and wanted the British out of our country and wanted uh, an independent country. And, uh, and, and so I, I think what you see here is you see tyrants and you see individuals uh, manipulate people. So in our country, the equivalent to Putin was Trump manipulating all of the fools that fell for all of his lies. And, and, and Putin is just lying to his, his people. And the only thing that I see that we can hope for is individuals who have hacked into television stations, individuals who are sending emails by the hundreds of thousands individual Russians to try to, to set the score, to set them straight, I should say. And so it's mind boggling to me. Here we are in this world. 
It's clear that Russia is the aggressor, um, bombing innocent uh, men, women, and children. And, and possibly now there's evidence of actually targeting children with missiles, the riding on one of the missiles. So how do we overcome this? I, I, I really do think that in the case of Russia, it is going to take the overthrow of Putin by forces within Russia. And the only way they will do that is if they are personally impacted or that the people start to rise up. So I'm going to toss it back to you, Elaine, to say, what kind of a world do we live in? And, and what, what do you think the solution is for us and for, for getting the wor word out to Russians? Okay, it's going back to ourselves. And I want to break this down to another level, Bill, because in our own personal lives, how many times have we been propagandized or uh, made to think in an office setting or in a family situation that someone did something or there's a group of people that are not legitimate or you get on the side of this group or that group and that we are susceptible to what people tell us. So when I'm saying that, what is going on in Russia and Ukraine is, is, you know, a big macrocosm. This goes down to our own lives. When do we in our own communities, whether it's in politics or organizations, when are we swayed by rumor, by gossip, by somebody pounding us to come on their side and to think? And how much disruption then that, that, that causes in an office environment or in families where you see families in conflict, kind of these little power struggles because information is power. Disinformation is disempowering. And so when do we ourselves engage in that if we wanna bring someone over to our side or on our team? And when are we susceptible when others do it? So I would say, how does it play out in our own lives? Bill, have you ever known it to play out in your own life? Well, I've definitely seen it play out. I mean, I, I do a lot of work in the political realm. So in terms of watching individuals try to persuade others to come around to their point of view, whether it's in a political group or it could even be at the office, in office politics, it is interesting how some people take a path where they aren't really being truthful about the facts. And then they try to manipulate and misrepresent and lie. And a lot of times what I've seen is individuals, when you try to reason with someone and you try to articulate another point of view, what usually happens if they really don't have any facts behind them and if they are really, let's say, right wing on something, it always degenerates down into name calling or intimidation or that type of thing. And I think whereas uh, truly educated individuals can sit and can disagree, you could sit with someone who's a little bit more uh, conservative on a tax policy and have a disagreement with them and say, you know, I really don't think that that tax measure is really going to benefit people earning you know, less than 15000 And the other individual could explain that they have a different point of view. But but it all goes to, I think, respect for one another's opinions and how do we bridge this gap and how do we start to have discussions? So I think it's fascinating that individuals were exposed to CNN. And I think we need to all start to really talk to one another 
um, because there, there, there is a large group of people who are sort of in the middle. And I, 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 sometimes it gets a little annoying. Oh, we have to go always after this middle group. But I do think that there are a lot of moderate people who really would like to be enlightened and hear, hear two sides of a story. But there are some issues, I think, though, where, where there, there is not another side to a story. And that would be like a, a white nationalist kind of uh, deal. There, there, there are not two stories there. There's not a good side and a bad side. There is only a bad side, the white nationalist side. So I think I, I'm throwing a lot out there, but I think in our lives, we need to find a kind of peace and grounding. And we have to be aware of these greater things that are happening in the world we have to be aware in our country that we need to stand for democracy, stand for the republic. And, you know, um, I think it was in the Benjamin Franklin um, episode, and we've all heard this, and I'm, I'd probably be off a little bit in it. But, you know, uh, you, you, they basically, the, 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 the founding, uh, founding individuals of our country, you know, you have a republic if you can keep it. And I think that uh, that is our greatest challenge is keeping it in light of how social media has gone and how uh, certain individuals can control the airwaves. And the worst example being Putin, another bad example being Trump, and then uh, by choice, individuals who would listen to the nonsense coming out of Fox and ever believe a Russian-loving Tucker Carlson dancing with the idiots, you know, the whole thing. So I'll toss it back to you for any final thoughts. Okay, so my final thoughts are these. I'm suggesting that we all become mature enough and authentic enough and true enough to ourselves in order to identify whether it's in our families or our offices or in our politics or in our news on what is true and what is not. And if we start tuning into our hearts instead of allowing our minds to be manipulated, then maybe we can cut through some of this. When do we value the truth? And I think that we have to insist upon it in our daily lives, in our government, in our politics, and in our institutions, in our companies, in everything. And that doesn't mean to go uh, create chaos it means to come to an understanding in yourself what is true and what is not and quit buying into the propaganda. Well, thanks for another interesting episode uh, today, Elaine. And to all of you, thank you for joining us today. This has been Politics for the Soul. I'm Bill Hackett. And I'm Elaine Hurd. And please continue to pray for Ukraine.